Welcome to Honest to God, a collection of honest, frank and fluff-free interviews with various Christian leaders from all sorts of settings around the world, with me, Mark Pease. Well, hello and welcome to week three and this brand new episode of Honest to God, week three. I mean, who would have thought that we'd have made it this far, huh? You came back? Anyway, listen, lots to get through today. Got a great interview lined up. Um, jam-packed, full of good stuff, so rather than me waffle on, let's start to get straight into it. Today I'm going to take you to a city that is uh, very close to my heart. It is the city of Leeds. Uh, for those of you maybe outside of the UK, uh, Leeds is uh, in the north of England. It is um, kind of like the largest city, I suppose, maybe, is it? Or is it Sheffield? Anyway, in the county of Yorkshire. Um it's a city that I spent most of my childhood in and my teenage years. Uh, it's also a city where my beloved Leeds United play. And if you're a football or soccer fan and you don't like Leeds United, please do not let that be a reason for you to unsubscribe from this podcast because God even loves the Leeds fan. And today I'm going to interview a guy, talk to a guy called Mark Kelly. And he leads a church called Freedom Church. Uh, in the city of Leeds and I was really keen to interview Mark for a number of reasons. Firstly, uh, he's leading the church that actually played a significant part in my own development as a teenager in faith. You know, I'm talking about the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I made my decision for Jesus uh, in the mid 80s and then at the age of 11, then growing up um, really from about 84 onwards uh, into the early and mid 90s, this church played a significant role in my own development. Secondly, I know Mark and his wife really well and from knowing them and talking to them I know there's quite a few similarities in our journeys and I wanted to get his perspective on things and his take and I hope you'll be really blessed by his openness and his candidness. In the right sense this interview is raw, don't misunderstand what I mean by raw, it's not raw between the two of us but it's it's really open and by that I just mean it's warts and all. He talks about how we got into ministry um, dealing with how he felt when being thrown in the deep end, talking about those moments where as a leader you feel crushed, and I'm, I'm sure we can all identify with that, talking again openly and honestly about how he flows together with his wife in life and in leadership. Listen, it's all in here and it is refreshingly honest. The other reason why I wanted to speak to Mark um, is that his environment is different to what we've come across so far on this journey and on this podcast. We've gone from the preacher in ministry has been doing this for 40 years plus and he travels the world you know Ray Bevan and and that interview is still available you can get that um to last week we talked to an Anglican pioneer minister Bev, uh, Ben Norton uh, working into a community with all of the backing and the structure that comes with the wonderful Church of England and now we're going to talk to a guy who leads a, a small independent church in a very working class part of the city without any of the bells and whistles and support that many of us, I suppose, in leadership take for granted. So let's get right into it and let's see what he has to say. Remember, we are not after a who's who of preaching celebrities on this journey. No, we're going deeper than that. We're exploring the wonderful diversity of this thing called church and we're learning what we can from one another because church is bigger than your own local experience and dare I say it, even your own denomination. I love this interview and I hope that you will too as you listen to it. So let me tell you about the one where we can't stop apologising. Well, uh, greetings everybody. Another day, another town, another city. 
another house, another front room, uh, technically open plan kitchen dining room, another cup of coffee, another strange bloke sitting across the table. Uh, it's my pleasure today to be in the house of Mark Kelly. Mark, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Brilliant. Good, good introduction, Mark. Well, well done. you know, I've, I've done a few of these now, so yeah. I've been working on them. And how was, how was the coffee? Uh, the coffee, listen, anybody who's looking for a free cup of coffee, make sure you um, send, your, send your way Leedswood, and uh, yeah. you, I can guarantee a good cup of coffee. Excellent. It's the first time I've had coffee out of a, gla- of a glass jug, though. Oh, okay. Well, so, no, that's a compliment. That's, that's really good. Spit a class, Mark. Maybe not used to it. I don't know. <laughs> so here I am. I'm with Mark. Mark, why don't you just introduce yourself to everybody out there in Tinternet land? Okay. And uh, give us a bit of an introduction. Who you are? Okay. I am Mark Kelly. Uh, I am presently uh, leading a, a small church in the east of Leeds, together with my wife Kathy uh, and a few other um, people as well. And uh, I am obviously married, as I've just said, and I've got three young children. Um, I say young. The oldest now is a, a very much teenager. Uh, and all that comes with that uh, and uh, they're just amazing and we have a dog as well a mad dog which um, Mark got very excited uh, when he came in and she wouldn't leave him alone for but about 5-10 minutes but have you noticed my crocodile Dundee let me picture the scene paint yep. the scene people yep. the, the mad dog is now laid at my feet by the she side is. of my chair she and is. that's because I have seen crocodile Dundee yeah you're like a dog whisperer that's, that's that's where it is. Anyway, I've been called a lot worse in my time. But, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, this is a clean uh, podcast, uh, so let's not go there. <laughs> there you go. So that's a little bit of an introduction. Yeah, talk very, to us a little bit simple. about your um, church family and uh, paint the picture of uh, the community and where you are in the city and who you're working into and. All okay, well, it's probably worth sharing, I guess, at this point, just a little bit of a little bit of our history to kind of let you know yeah. where, where we're up to right now really so we were a church that was born out of Bradford in 1981 so we've been in existence for well over 30 years we're a church now called Freedom Church uh, we were called City Church Leeds not so many moons ago and um, before that I think we were called the Church of the City of God in Leeds it goes on anyway so various guises over the years but um, we, we've had a, a faithful group of people now for the last 30 odd years and uh, uh, when it was birthed out of, of, of Bradford I mean I wasn't I was six at that point that ages me um, so I don't I wasn't part of the church then but from what I understand it was a, like a church plant uh, house house kind of meetings and what have you then they all sat together together and it, it grew quite quite large um, during the 80s and then the 90s um, and various reasons it's fluctuated in how many people are a part of it um, where we're at right now is um, we moved I mean that church initially was quite a nomadic church so it, in and around Leeds various different places town hall all sorts community centres what have you uh, then we bought a place in Headingley um, we had that for a number of years and now we about four years ago we moved to East End Park so east of Leeds mm. and uh, uh, to really kind of try and discover what it what it means to be a community church, a church that is here to try and serve the community of which it is a part. Because if you think about that church that was birthed out of Bradford all those years ago, um, that was people from all over the place, mm. all over the shop, different, even different cities as well as different parts of Leeds. Uh, and it still is, to be honest, even, even though we're a, a, a lot smaller church than we once were, um, we've still got lots of people travelling in from different parts of the city. Um, but our aim is to is to be a church for this community. So um, we're called Freedom Church now, like I say, and uh, it's it's been a whole new season over the last four years. We've been definitely transitioning and still transi- transitioning mm. 
to understand what it means to be a local church for local people, but while still having one eye on our city as well. Yeah. Um, Leeds is a great city. We love it. Uh, I'm a Leeds lad, born and bred. Mm-hmm. Um, probably should have mentioned that in the introduction. Um, and uh, yeah, it's we, we moved here as a family uh, about two and a half years ago, so maybe about a year and a half after we moved over as a church. Uh, I guess to to be a demonstration, I suppose, so that we really want to take this thing seriously. If we're going to reach into a local community, and uh, we need to really understand what it's all about, uh, and so we made the decision. Okay, well, you can only really find out what something's about if you're in the midst of it. Mm. And so we we moved here as a family, um, like I said, about two and a half years ago now, um, and it's had its ups and its downs, um, and I'm sure we'll get to those later surely no doubt um, surely, surely no doubt oh no, no, no it's all all, all, uh, all roses and, 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 and all that isn't it um, so yeah uh, and that's where we're at we've got a faithful committed bunch of people now probably a church of about 60 um, and uh, we, yeah we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where we go as, as, as kind of God reveals our, our next steps Brilliant. do you know it's interesting that, that now I've got no idea at the minute which mm. order these interviews are going to come out uh, at you know you might be opening the batting or I don't know but okay um, the interviews that I've conducted so far um, certain things are common threads and one of the ones regardless of who I've spoken to their background where they're leading the word transition mm. is a regular word and mm. journey okay I mean should it be that we're, we're in a constant state of transition mm. you know should, should that be should that be really where we're at if we're ever if we're ever not transitioning have we suddenly become comfortable uh-huh. and is that really a good place to be when you need to be out there on the edge yeah. um, telling people about Jesus steady on Mark we're in danger of veering <laughs> into I, I ought to have some kind of klaxon yeah. that would sound when we're going into kind of okay. yes, uh, abort abort but that's an interesting yeah. thought but no it's interesting I, a lot of people who are um, ministering for want of a cliche um it's amazing how many people feel like they're on that sense of journey and transition themselves, mm. um, which is just interesting to me. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, all for another kind of podcast. Yeah, I think. maybe that's for series two. Should the great <laughs> British okay. public uh, demand it? I'm sure they will. Um, so, listen, Mark, give us a bit of an overview. I mean, I've, I've not. I'll, let me be upfront with the guys. I know you. Yep. And uh, despite that, I, I still hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, known you for a long time. Know your wife, Kathy. Um, actually. The church, Freedom Church in Leeds, is one that's very dear to me because I, I spent my teenage years there. Um, we moved up from Birmingham in 1984, so probably from 84 all the way up into the early 90s, that was church home for us. And actually, looking back, I played a huge, um, huge part in my grounding, particularly as a teenager, uh, you know, in the things of God. So I, I, I love um, this church family. Well, um, you, it's interesting what you say that it's played a, a part in, in your journey mm-hmm. because I think one of the characteristics of, of our church um, is that it, it has been a church that has sent people out massively, um, massively. Yeah. And, and and the connected kind of strands as I greet and meet people you know not only across our county but across the UK that have either heard of the this little church mm. in the inner city or certainly part of the network that we used to be a part of yeah um, it's huge uh, and, and again mostly all positive mostly yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I find that I find that incredibly interesting uh-huh. um, that, that it has affected so many people uh, over the years they may not be part of us anymore but most people have, have good things to say Absolutely. about the church and the people that they're once connected with on a more daily basis yeah I mean I, I know from, from my journey I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be <laughs> upon 
breakfast is this sound. I wouldn't be the man that I am, but you understand what I'm saying. It, yeah, it yeah. played a huge, a yeah. huge part in my... But anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Uh, so how did Mark, the Leeds lad, yeah. um, give us a bit of a, an overview of your journey from growing up in Leeds okay. to where you are now? You know, okay. from um, making uh, meeting Jesus... Uh, mm-hmm. How that happened, mm-hmm. you know, your journey from there. Just give us the the, okay. the, the potted history. Well, we, uh, it will be potted, otherwise I'd, I'd bore you. Um, mm-hmm. But I, as 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 a young boy, I've always, I've always I always had an interest in 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 what's beyond, what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recognised from a very early age that that I didn't think that this life was all there was. There was more to it. Now, don't get me wrong, I was also very much interested in science and and all that kind of stuff um, but I was I was interested in a lot of the existential questions as well you know there must be more, you know is there more to life than this what what comes after this one is this a chair is is this a chair or is it you know mostly vacuous space you know that kind of stuff <laughs> and um, and and so that led me down quite a few alleyways mm. of, of of trying to uh, work out what's this what's this spiritual aspect of life uh, and and if you find that a bit unusual for for a, a young boy uh, I was an unusual young boy, so you know that's that's the kind of questions um, I asked myself, and that that took me down alleyways uh, into things like um, paganism, mm-hmm. exploring kind of uh, the earth and its connectedness and all that kind of stuff. It led me into uh, spiritualism, mm-hmm. so particularly into my teenage years. Um, I was part of a spiritualist church for a few mm-hmm. years, and uh, at the time, I don't know how it's changed now, but certainly at the time, the spiritualist church was still very much connected to Christianity and before you all kind of you know get grubby pitchforks and, and what have you I recognize there, there's a lot of things that aren't very Christian about mm. spiritualism but at that time you know I would attend church uh, a spiritualist church every Sunday morning at 10 30 holy time yeah. uh, and, um, and and we would sing hymns and we would read from the Bible isn't that interesting uh, yeah it is and, and the only the, the only yeah. and there, was, there was a cross on picturing the, the the chapel that we met in you know there was a cross on on the on the wall a massive one and um the only difference being is is that instead of a preach sermon or anything like that um you'd have somebody called the medium mm-hmm. um come and present what he felt the spirits were saying to him now you can argue who those spirits were and and that's probably again for another podcast that's, that's but series three. a series three um but but certainly i i as much as that is clearly not of God mm. it, it, it's not that there were some lovely amazing wonderful people part of that church yeah. that, that did in their own way love their Jesus mm. I'm not entirely sure it's the Jesus of the Bible but right. they loved their Jesus and um, I learned to 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 love something beyond myself and, and I remember for a number of years my family you know if we ever ate together which I grew up in a very much working-class family and you didn't always sit around the table to eat you know you were I'm part of a very much middle class um, kind of people now, and we sit around the table and we we have food together. And we talk about our day. Well, we didn't. How was your day, talking? Yeah, yeah, hand talking. I passed the brie, <laughs> and um, we didn't do that. We we um, you know we sat in different rooms, might be. So on the rare occasions we did, like Christmas and what have you, um, I'd make people say grace. You know, I didn't really understand what that meant. I didn't really understand what what I was doing. I, I understood it as much as I did, uh, and I made them pray. And and, and yeah, all this leading. All this investigation, all this existentialism, leading towards um, ultimately what what would be a genuine faith in Christ, um, and that that uh, that finding Jesus obviously um, 
uh, the spirit guides and he moves and, and, and prompts and what have you and I believe he's, he's been interacting in my life from a very young age um, but uh, the, my, my real journey of faith began when, when I met my wife or wife-to-be Kathy um, and uh, I, she was working in, in Borders Bookshop which was a great bookshop in the centre of Leeds um, pity they've all gone now I was working in Cafe Nero and I, we used to get our Italian newspaper from Borders and Cathy was in charge of the newspapers, the periodicals, and uh, I remember going in and thinking, hey, oh, yeah, she's, uh, she's quite nice, I'll, uh, I'd like to, like to have a drink with her, and to cut a very long story short, um, ultimately we, w- we went out together, um, I knew she was a Christian, I wasn't at that point, but obviously I was seeking, um, and uh, again, you know, we, we had lots of conversations about it ultimately and which eventually led me to uh, attending the church that she was a part of which is now Freedom Church which was then City Church Leeds and um, I, I, she was ill I remember her being ill for a number of weeks uh, a really bad virus she came down with and, and I continued to go to church on my own uh, and they were just the most lovely welcoming people uh, and by then I'd gone Oh yeah, you'd gone. Uh, so the church had definitely um, raised its game then in terms of who they accepted. And um, uh, again, there's lots of stories I could tell in between that. But again, to cut that long story very short, um, there was there was a guy who was leading at that point, and they did what you would call an altar call. Yeah. You know, I didn't recognise it as that. I just knew it was something uh, that I needed to to do. And and they said, you know, if you want to, if you want prayer. Um, just you know come to the front and before I knew it my legs had taken me into the little aisle at the side on my way to the front and the guy who had actually made the altar call um, specifically came over to me there was lots of other people that yeah. stood up as well came over to me and started praying with me and for the very first time I saw a man cry in public mm. uh, uh, tears streaming down his face and before I knew it tears were streaming down my face and I'm not an emotional fella mm. and, you know I can quite happily com- compartmentalize those things mm. um, and something changed. Uh, I don't recall ever saying a prayer or anything like that as if it was some kind of incantation to get Jesus. Mm. Um, I, I just knew that something had changed, something had happened. Uh, and I remember going to see Kathy. She was on the way up now, but I remember going to see Kathy that, that afternoon. And uh, she, she would say she could tell something had changed. There was something about my countenance wow. that was different. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, I would say that was the point where I, I received Jesus into my heart. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a process, isn't it? Again, let's come back to this journey. It's yeah. it's, it's a journey, and, and you learn more as you, as you go on. So that was that was a moment where things began to began to click for me in a real. So way. we're looking at what uh, late nineties. You're looking at the early noughties, actually. Okay. So I think my, my wife, as she listens to this, will be quietly ticking off the years. See if I've got them correct. I think it was two thousand and one. Okay. Something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and that's interesting now because uh, for everybody listening out there, we are sat in uh, Mark's lovely open plan kitchen slash diner, and he sat. We could describe anything. We could we, describe. We could, people oh. could think I'm in a really, I mean, like a palatial place. Oh, it's it's it's. Do it's, you like the gold trim? Oh, I love the gold and the uh, chandeliers. <laughs> I particularly like. But where Mark is sat with his back <laughs> to the wall, there's a, a certificate above his head, uh, for which which is uh, a Bible college graduated in 2004, 2005. So probably two or three years on from mm. what you just talked about. So talk to us a little bit about the journey from, you know, seismic life change, experience, yep. encounter, meeting Jesus. Yeah. Two, three years later, you're in a play, you're in an institution. Mm. Um, just talk, what, what was that? Was there a sense of call? Was there a sense of awakening? What, what Was it a moment? Was it a gradual awareness? How did you get from there to there? 
I think okay. I mean, uh, p- people have different abilities, don't they? Different different um, skill sets and what have you. And and without being any anyway egotistic about this, uh, to be able to lead a group of people has always has always come reasonably easy to me I, I, or rather I would always be the person with the loudest voice you know I'd, you know I couldn't I couldn't stand people not going anywhere or doing anything so I would get the ship moving and, and that I guess those are leadership qualities aren't they and things like that so in my jobs and what have you prior to um, um, prior to that moment uh, I'd always quickly risen up the ranks in, in terms of management and what have you um, and so you know you I guess people saw that in me um, but then they saw a let's use a very Christian word a zeal you know, for the Lord, and uh, and and they took it upon themselves to go. Well, let's let's try and shape that. Let's let's try and get some of those rough bits off, and mm. you know, add a bit of grace into into some of those things. And uh, that works well. It works very well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and I was invited along to, like you say, you were looking to invite yeah. along along to that school. Yeah. Um, just a few years a few years later, and. And uh, was I called? Did I feel called into church leadership? Um, I, I guess by then I still didn't know. I just I just knew there again there was a journey that we were on, and people valued what I had and what what God had done in me, and and wanted to shape me, like I said, and 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 that I guess was a, a next logical step. It was certainly a leap of faith to to do that because you know we, I was in full time employment, Kath was in full time employment, and at that point we had some we had some debts that I'd brought into the marriage as well. Um, we, we married in 2002 by the way folks uh, um, so it was a very quick um, uh, kind of engagement and then marriage but it's 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 beautiful and it's all good um, to to go and give up full-time employment even though you've got some debts you need to pay off um, was certainly uh, a point where you go god you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help us out here yeah. with this um, because financially obviously every every course costs something and, yeah. and you know we wouldn't have an income uh, Kathy carried on working um, for a gentleman she was a PA for for the year that I was there um, but it was a again it was uh, an interesting year uh, uh, where some rough edges were sewn off um, but then more more kind of questions were needing to be answered you know the more you learn the more you know the more questions you have um, and I, I still even even during that year I, I still th- I still wasn't entirely sure there was a calling to church leadership um, I guess it was just let's see where see where this goes, see where we're see where it get, goes to, and um, uh, we'll see what God does. Um, but I think it was only halfway through that year where I really felt a genuine encounter uh, with God again, other than the first kind of you know that, the day I described when when um, that gentleman prayed for me and, and and what have you. But I think it was only halfway through that year where I felt a real sense of encounter with the Holy Spirit, and uh, uh, yeah, enabled me to to begin to then think maybe this is where I'm heading um, but it wasn't immediate because when I got back from from co- uh, from Bible College I uh, came out to Leeds and, and started working full time for uh, I think it was Calfon Warehouse uh, oh. at that point so uh, after a brief stint as a, as a TV and film extra which was all very interesting um, uh, yeah I did, I did that for five years so even even then um, I wasn't in full time employment with the yeah. church uh, it, that was still a gradual process as, as time went on so how did um, talk a little bit then about that process? Mm. Um, okay. In, in terms of um, get uh, what happened? Were you kind of promoted from within, or yeah. you, 
Okay, okay. Well, I guess maybe we should clarify. I don't know if you're going to do any kind of preamble to this, but mm. the church that that, I, that I'm leading is is a charismatic um, kind of independent church, so we're not Anglican in any way or anything like that, and uh, there's no kind of clear uh, uh, pro- career progression sure. as as you go on. So. I think it is it is about people seeing something in you, and then then there's a need within the church that needs filling, and, and you're the right person for that that role. Uh, our church has always it's always I'm not saying that leaders have come and gone, but leaders have come and gone. <laughs> you know, it's uh, some have stayed longer than others, and yeah. they might not again they've not gone for bad reasons. Uh, just just you know another season they need yeah. to be elsewhere and. And so it's not been so much a revolving door that it has. It did feel like that, particularly in the in in the era that I was in. I'm trying to be delicate because mm. there was there was some issues with leadership, yeah. which I, wouldn't be appropriate to talk about now in terms of um, uh, where people were. Um, so I remember coming in asking to be a part of leadership while I was still working for Carlton Warehouse and Kathy as well, my wife. Uh, and there was a huge kind of leadership group at that point. So there was the elders that, that were there. I think it was three of those guys. Um, and then there was this young group of, of leaders. There was uh, eight of us. Um, that obviously, they thought, okay, these guys are here for the next generation to take it on, move it on. But, but for good reasons, those individuals um, kind of left and, and needed to go and do their own thing. So ultimately, it was just me and Kathy and 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 a couple of the elders uh, uh, left uh, leading. Um, and so, I'd say our our, our transition into full-time church leadership which happened in 2008 um, was a bit of a rough one really um, because these people had kind of gone off for various reasons um, it was more we need people to, to steer this ship and uh, here you go here's the deep end let's throw you in it um, and so it really was a, a sink or swim and, and it took a long time to really understand how this thing works and you've got to think about it you know 2001 I came to came to faith and then you know, seven years later, I'm, I'm leading a, a decent-sized church, you know, still at that point, uh, and not really knowing what I was doing um, <laughs> at all. That's really. so tough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I was surrounded by people who grew up in the church, who grew up uh, as, as Bible-reading, Holy Spirit-filled individuals who knew their scriptures. And have opinions. And, and have... Sh- people have opinions <laughs> in church opinions. Mark I, I don't know and why would they, they, they care to share them um, and you know I, I, I remember um, having a few conversations I remember two years into into the role somebody came up to me and said so Mark what is it that you do here you know because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to uh, I get even two years in it was like what, what are we doing you know because it felt like we were just treading water for, for a long time mm-hmm. and that we were just keeping on keeping on we weren't really furthering anything we were just doing the same old things we'd always done which some were good some some not so good um but somebody saying what what is it exactly that you do here it's like oh okay i'm not even recognized really as the leader of the church so what have i been presenting to people you know there were a a couple still with us at that point and they were seen more of the the senior leaders i guess um uh that's crushing isn't it it's crushing it it undermines everything and it's it's a it's a thing that will come up so often with different types of leaders because they've really got no idea, and in a way, rightly so. You know, neither should they. Um, but they've got no idea of the weight Monday through Friday. Whereas for most people, it's well, I do this. I clock on at nine o'clock, mm. and I clock off at, at five yeah. p.m. and and here's my job description. Yeah. And yeah. I've yet to see a job description 
that accurately reflects what it's like to pour your life out uh, exactly. for a community of people. Exactly. It doesn't exist. Exactly. You, you, everything, everything is tied into to this thing called local church mm-hmm. that you do. All of you, your emotions, your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously by 2008, we, we were going to start, a, a, you know, we'd had a, we had a young family by then and, and so they were very much involved in, in that whole, whole process. Um, I learned a few years after that that some, uh, some uh, older individuals in the church who were lovely, they were great, appreciate, honour them. But they admitted to me, I've got to be honest with you, Mark, we weren't really sure you were the right person for the job. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like a backhanded compliment, isn't yeah. it? It's not like, yeah. Um, with so much backhand you're not actually oh, sure whether it is a compliment no it's not yeah, exactly exactly and uh, maybe maybe you know that, and maybe they were right maybe maybe because I wasn't sure what I was doing at the beginning maybe I wasn't maybe it was just that the fact that we needed some individuals to fulfil a role uh, maybe maybe it was too soon maybe it was mm. you know before I was but ready. you can't be held responsible I can't be held responsible no, no absolutely not listen t- um, let's kind of again wanted to avoid all cliches but mm. let's kind of explore that a little okay. bit more that Thinking back to where you were then, so what, 2007, 8, 9, that, that yep. kind of window. Um, here you are, as you just said, thrown into the deep end, like mm. many people mm. are. You know, I, I can empathise a lot in my own journey with that. And that pressure of feeling like you are the vision carrier and the vision caster. Yeah. Yeah. And the pressure that comes with that feeling like you've got to have the whole thing, your five-year plan all mapped out and, and signed off by the trustee. And yet you come home and you're leading with your wife and you're raising children and you know if, if it's anything like me sometimes you could think I'm a fraud oh you know, my goodness talk to us a little bit about that you know the, 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 the contrast between public and private well I think if you're surrounded by people who know scriptures so well <laughs> and can pray such good prayers <laughs> uh, and, and you know you, you come home and you go I, 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 yeah you use the right word I feel like a fraud I, I, what am I doing in this position mm. um, you know and you'd, you'd sweat over trying to learn scriptures and and, and learn various verses for this situation and that situation so you can espouse the wisdom of God, you know, in, in, in the various conversations that you have with people as they look to you for help and as they look to you for, for this, that and the other. Um, and, and there was a, there was a lot of, I, Holy Spirit, I need, I need, your, I need your help mm-hmm. in this because I, I genuinely don't know what to say. You know, and that's part of that process, isn't it, of, of pastoring a church is, is there, you are all in. So you're emotionally invested into people and people are emotionally invested into you and, and that's that's hugely tiring mm. particularly when you're an introvert like me and that's only something I've discovered in recent years that I'm an introvert I'm not an extrovert yeah, that's although I was always into acting and wanted to do all that kind of stuff I'm very much an introvert and, and I find and I've, I've shared this publicly with the church and I hope I don't, I'm offended them every time I've said it but you know people exhaust me I, I you know I, I'm, I'm okay with this with this kind of one on one thing you know this this is okay but if there's a group of people, um, I very quickly have to have to fake it mm. until I make it. If that's the right, mm. the right uh, words to say, you know, it's it's. Um, I genuinely love people. Don't get me wrong, but people exhaust me, and so I can only spend a, a short amount of time before I, I really just want to retreat into myself a little bit here. What's interesting about that? Sorry for interrupting, mm, but is. Um, think sometimes people on the outside looking in and this is what I'm hoping these series of interviews will one of the things it will achieve for people listening is that for them to realize that the people regardless of their background whether it's the dog collar um, yeah. or the um, uh, the, 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 the trendy, the trendy long shirt skinny jeans, that goes what, down, whatever, yeah. 
uh, behind. I'm neither of those, by the way. And neither um, am I. So when, you get, when you get beyond a certain age, <laughs> you have no business wearing skinny jeans, in my humble opinion. But anyway, yeah. um, they forget that the person or the people, you know, up front, I hate that term, but mm. the leaders. Yeah, we know what you mean by that. They are human beings. Yeah. And we don't have it all together. We don't have all the answers. We are like the duck trying to look calm above oh, the yeah. surface but paddling like crazy so, so much so and oftentimes I find there's a lack of grace within the church for the humanity of the le- for, uh, of the leaders yeah and yeah. Um, that that can be crippling yeah and I don't necessarily blame people for having that no not kind at of, all kind of stance because, because I think I think in our style of church we've kind of encouraged absolutely. that absolutely uh, and so the expectation becomes what yeah. What, what it's become and, and, and people do see you as you know the answer to, yeah. to all their woes and what have you and and, uh, and a lot of my leadership uh, I think has been trying to break that down break mm. down that, that uh, falsehood of you know me being the man of God because you know I, I, I am but uh, a servant you know and and, uh, and I've got as many flaws and as many uh, uh, things that I, th- I might think or do as as much as anybody else within the congregation mm. and and I'm working through those things mm. um, I guess what I have time for because I'm in full-time um, kind of church leadership is is that I have I do I am blessed to have the time to be able to read scriptures and mm. to be able to pray and to spend time with him mm. um, which I think is 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 the most important thing mm. that a church leader can do yeah. uh, as much as reading any other book about the Bible or chatting to people like yourself um you know it's, it's to spend time with god and, and his word uh, and and that and so we have that um but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you know we're, we're above uh, temptation or Absolutely. above um saying the wrong thing or whatever oh my goodness so many i've had so many things where i've said thought i've said the right thing and then i've learned further laid down the line that that, that was completely the wrong thing to yeah. say and and that people have taken Take what I've said completely. Uh, uh, they twisted it and, and perverted it in in a way that uh, I never intended it to be. Uh, and that's that's hard in church leadership. People responding to the things you say in, in a in a in a different way from how you actually said it. Um, uh, and so you do you do feel like you spend some of your time, <laughs> if not apologising, yeah. trying to trying to make up trying to make you trying to make what you're communicating exceedingly clear mm. so that it can't be taken any other yeah. way than, than, than what you meant it and again that's exhausting isn't it because mm. you, you find you I, I tell you what I used to do as a kid um maybe it was a bit of an OCD thing I had for a period of time as, as a child I would I would think about every decision that I had to make or every conversation I was going to have and I would try and work out every avenue of of, of choice mm. so if I do this where's that going to go if I do this where's that going to go if I do this and that is exhausting it's tiring to, to have to think where's this conversation going to go and what will happen if I say this and X, Y, Z um, and I remember just one, one day as a teenager going, I've had enough, I'm not doing that anymore I'm going to stop mm-hmm. thinking like that but I think as, as you come into church leadership as you lead, you, you, you tend to have to start thinking like that again mm-hmm. what's the consequence of me just saying this is going to have on them, is going to have on them is going to have on them uh, and, and I suppose that's part of that exhaustive nature of having to continually think and mull it over, um, uh, as as what we do uh, as, as 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 church leadership. You know, hearing you talk um, and describing that investedness, yeah, don't know if that's massive. a word, but I've just invented it. It's, it's good. Um, yeah. 
it, it really reminds me, and I suppose I'm, I'm starting to appreciate more what the Apostle Paul meant when he said, listen, my life is a drink offering. You know, yeah. it's been poured out. Yeah. You know, it's it's that sense of it's it's relentless. Mm. And even if you're not with people, it doesn't mean that you're off duty. Yeah. And you're always in always the right sense before God, always, yeah, always turning these things over, always trying not to beat yourself up over maybe poor yeah. things that you've and said. The thing, or, I, the thing is, we, we say to people, don't beat yourself up. Oh, you know, there's no condemnation would. for those who are in oh, Christ. Oh, yes. But how often do we follow the trap and condemning ourselves for something we've said or something we've done and, like you said, mulling it over? Mm. Um, and again, for somebody, like I said, I was intro I'm an introvert, so you know, I, I, I find it exhausting mm. to be within a community of people for so long. Again, I don't want to take away from the fact I love people and I want to... Mm. Again, you see, this is the thing. I'm having to caveat my words. Yeah. And, and that's what I feel like we do a lot. A lot. As yeah. we, we caveat our thinking, we caveat our conversations with something else. Mm. Um, I don't see anybody else doing that. Uh -huh. you know? um, but to say, Kathy, and I guess is why we work so well together, she's the complete opposite. Uh -huh. She's energised by people. Yeah. You know, she's a pastor in the true sense of the word. Mm. I don't. I don't think I'm a pastor. I know we give ourselves that. Well, people give us that title, yeah. you know, pastor. Um, I'm a leader, and and I, and I can think, and I can cast a vision, and 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 I, and I can. I know what 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 may work out for the better, you know, because God's put that within me. Um, but Kathy's very much a pastor. She's she's empathetic with people. She knows. I always think of somebody who's truly pastoral. Those who can put themselves in the other person's shoes very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they. they they can do that. I have to think about doing that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have to go, well, how would I respond if I'm them? And I guess, again, that's part of that exhaustive nature uh, of going down these various paths about what people think or do. So I envy Kath. And again, that's a sin, isn't it? I envy <laughs> Kath. I'm envious of that. I'm jealous of that. Maybe that's a, a better thing. I'm I'd like to have yeah. that, you know, that, that um, ability to to do that and she's so much more well liked than me as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, same in our house absolutely um, yeah well talk a little bit about then the um, I mean it's funny these um, as people will kind of get used to these conversations are certainly not scripted so as I interview mm. different ones and twos different things come up I'm quite interested for you and, and again I think there's a lot of similarity between you and Cathy and you know, I listen, I listen to you, you two talk and a lot of the time I think, yeah, that's, I sometimes feel like we've lived mm. a similar journey. Um, how, how did you get to that point where, because you just perfectly described the differences, the strengths that you both carry and you can articulate, she's great at this, I'm not great at that, mm. but I bring this and maybe she doesn't bring that. Yep. How long did it take you to get to that stage, to understand that and to be comfortable in the fact that okay, I don't have to be all things to all men. Mm. Um, even though Paul says be all things to all men, <laughs> I know. You, you know, it, yeah. it's because it. I know a lot of people in ministry where that can become a huge pressure, and feeling like maybe I am not what my spouse is makes them feel less than, and vice versa. Mm. So talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah. I suppose I'm asking about. Uh, being comfortable in who you yeah. are but how that played yeah. out at home yeah I, I think okay uh, I think for me uh, I've always been quite comfortable with who I am uh, and, and recognise my strengths um, uh, and in over the last decade or so begin to truly understand 
what my weaknesses are. And so I think with our marriages, with any marriage, you discover yourselves even more, don't you? Somebody said to me the other day that you go into a marriage with your eyes open and then when you get married, you've got one eye closed because you you have to understand as you, as, you, as you start to live with somebody, you start to get to know them, there are things that you might not find that attractive about them. So you mm. kind of close your eye to that. Not in terms of physical attraction, but... Yeah the way they might do stuff or the way they might, they might want stuff done. Um, and I think maybe the maybe the opposite, if there's an opposite of that, is also true, is that actually I, I quickly recognised what her strengths were mm. uh, and and um, where my weaknesses lied, uh, uh, lay, and um, that, that she definitely complements who I am and, mm. and I compliment her. So I don't know whether I've, I've ever fallen into the trap. I, I would hope I haven't in trying to be all things to all men. Um, in some sense, I guess I'm a bit of a jack of all trades in that I like to know a lot of stuff about a lot of things, yeah. but I also acknowledge that I'm not an expert in, in a lot of things as well. Um, and so in some of those things where I know I'm not an expert, but I can see Kathy is very much that. I think for us as a marriage, maybe we've been blessed like that. We've, we very quickly uh, submit to, to where the other strengths, mm. strengths are. Um, because you know you've you got to be honest with yourself if I'm finding something exhausting because I'm an introvert uh, you, know, um, you know I've got an introverted nature then I'm going to be relieved mm. to be able to pass that on to somebody who actually that energises mm. uh, and, and, and gives them purpose mm. um, beyond the greater purpose obviously gives them kind of that daily purpose that, that weekly purpose um, I am happy to hand that hand that on I guess at least I would hope I am anyway yeah. um do you know I love that I love that whole again one of the reasons why this podcast came about was seeing across the board the pressure that ministry brings on families on physical families and often that is played out between mum and dad husband and wife mm. and how many people are ill-equipped to handle that and deal with that yeah. I, you know for whatever reason development lack of support network or, or whatever mm. and it's really encouraging to hear people talk about the fact that actually it is possible to flow together mm. um, you know she, she is not my subservient leader's wife oh yeah not no, at all. No, she's, not, she's not an elder's wife no we are, we are in this thing together yeah, and actually yeah. and surely that's the whole point of two becoming one yeah you know, I, where, I agree where, where we lack as men um, they make the difference and vice versa but it's not I'm supplying this to you it's just the oneness it's yeah. just it's just God. There's no lack in God, but you know the, yeah. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they all. Yeah. But again, you sound the klaxon. We're going into theological things, so I'll haul yeah, myself yeah, yeah. back from that. Yeah. But I love that, and and particularly because I'm sure you're you're like us, and, and I want to ask you this question and, and mm. be as open as, as you want to be, um, but it ties into you know what we just talked about about flowing together as husband yeah. and wife. Yeah. Um, have there ever been times where you just wanted to jack it all in? Oh, loads. Loads. Hey, don't 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 answer quickly. You have a think about it. Uh, and, uh, okay, uh, let me have a think. <laughs> Loads. Um, uh, okay. Well, I mean, maybe that's maybe I'm being a little bit disingenuous to myself. No, there there, there are as we said right at the beginning, there are highs and lows to mm. to this, as as there are in anything, I yeah. guess. And uh, I mean, you know, th there are so many highs, uh, so many positives to to this to to this role of which we inhabit talk about some of those before we get into that okay um being able to have the freedom to connect mm. with with others so like i say i'm much better one-on-one -on -one. Mm. so i i do love relationships that i can i can mm. 
I can connect with others one on one. So such as yourself and, and others, you know, I love to be able to share, uh, share the burden, I guess, with others and to, um, to be able to share ideas and thought and to get into kind of the nitty gritty of stuff. I, 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 I have the freedom to do that because I'm not tied down to a nine to five job. You know, we're, we're here at half past 10 in the morning able to do this yeah. what, what, a, what, what, what a blessing mm. that we're able to do this you're able to put together this series mm. of podcasts and put it out there for the world to chew on yeah. you know I think I think I think that's a real blessing yeah. so that that's 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 a high you know we um, <laughs> I, I guess you have the you know you, you the opportunity to share God's word on a mm. Sunday morning you know I think yeah look some Sundays go better than others let's and church, I don't want to narrow church down to just the Sunday, but again, see, I'm caveating again. Yeah. See, I'm caveating. Uh, Isn't it funny? We, we're forever yeah. doing it. Yeah. So, um, you know, some Sundays are better than others. Some Sundays you feel like you've knocked the sermon out of the park uh, and people have got it, or, or the worship time has just been so deep and so such a presence of God. Let's not get theological, but there's such a presence of God there that, you know, people have, have done stuff. You've seen healings. You've spoken in tongues there's been a translation there's you know the interpretation there's been all this kind of stuff and it's been amazing and then there are some Sundays where you just think you're walking through treacle you know and it's like I've 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 sweated over this word for for however many weeks now and yet what I've just said is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know it, it it's it's met you, it, you just look out and you go none of you are getting this or or rather I'm not, or rather more accurately, I'm not communicating this in any way that enables you to get what I'm right. saying. And um, that's interesting because you get you get speakers who are, you just think they're they're in the moment, they're 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 in their own little world. One of the most isolating places to be as a speak as a communicator yeah. is when you're communicating, and you know the people don't know what you're communicating, yeah. and you know yourself. You've got no idea yeah. what you're communicating. And, and you're thinking, how am I going to land this plane? Yeah, and, you you know? got the, and you're I've running got to, out of fuel. I've got to go for another 15 minutes. Yeah. How am I going to bring this one to a close? You're running out of fuel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you're about to crash. And, you know, sometimes you don't. And comparison's a killer, isn't it? And you look online, and now because we've got the internet and all this kind of stuff, you know, you look online and you see these perfectly Orators. manicured yes. sermons that are just yes. wonderful. And, and you know, it's mega church, particularly over in the States. and. And you kind of have to remember that some of those are actually edited together from different sermons. Oh, yeah. You know, that's why they wear the same clothes and it's the same yeah, kind of outfit. Yeah, yeah. And you go, or it's the sixth time they've done it that day. So yeah. by then they've, they've polished it off, you know. So um, so that's, that's some of the highs is when yeah. you kind of, you feel like you've knocked out the pipe, you've communicated, you, you've, you've, you've given over to them what God has laid on your heart. And, and that's really good. And um, the... Yeah, the, again, the high is the opportunity to be able to read his word mm. with no interruptions, to, to be able to pray. And don't, don't get, I, don't, I don't want anybody to be under the illusion that I'm somebody who has a dedicated prayer time every single day because mm. sometimes uh, the best play, laid plans of, of men and all that just, just go out the window. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm super spiritual here. But there is an opportunity to, to be able to spend time with God in that fashion. Caveating. Caveat it. Caveating again. <laughs> if there's going to be any theme from this podcast, it's going to be the fact that we feel we have to caveat everything that we say. I'm, um, going, to, I'm going to call this interview Stop Apologising. Stop Apologising. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be absolutely great. My goodness, people are going to have a real impression of me, aren't they? And <laughs> no, so, this is great. This is really good. So, um, or, or hopefully there'll be lots of leaders out there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for saying that. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Um, uh, so that's some of the highs, mm. I guess. I, I, I was trying to think of more specific examples of it. 
kind of lost my, my train right now. Are you asking about some of the lows yet, or yeah, is that is that to the yeah. end? <laughs> no, let's let's talk about some of those because we we started off the uh, we said you know moments where you thought yeah that's it I, I, I've got to just you know hold, yes hold yeah my yeah. Hand and well, I think it's when those lows come again and again and again, you know, in quick succession, and you think, am I really the right man for this job, mm. or are we the really the right people for this job? And I've certainly had that a few times over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, because you, so the lows and, and the, the one that everybody will be able to relate to is when people do leave mm. the, the, the fellowship they leave the family they leave you know they may not have left in heart because you're still connected to them yeah. um, but even though you pray them out and you bless them and you go it's it's still a loss mm. it's it's like your family like Kathy has got some family that moved all the way off to Australia mm. you know she's very close to her sister and yet that even though she's, she's there and she's just a Skype call away and, and all that kind of stuff Skype what am I saying FaceTime that's that's what all the cool kids use these days isn't it so you know she's a FaceTime away um, she's still not here she's still not present she's still not with them she's still got nephews and nieces I've got nephews and nieces which I don't get to see on a weekly basis or even on a monthly basis only by this electronic medium and and, and so that's difficult That there's, there's still a loss but then of course you've got the loss where people have left because of you mm. and it generally is if you're a leader, whether you, whether it is true or not true, you feel it's because of you. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, and um, we've had a, we've 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 had a few of those mm. over, uh, in recent times. And you, as much as as I like to think I can compartmentalise my feelings and, mm. and what have you, you know, the, the the door is open and he says hello. I'm still here, and you and you can get affected and knocked by that. And when those things come in quick yeah. succession. So how, yeah, how do you handle that? I mean, uh, I'm, you're absolutely right. Yeah, everybody. I mean, I've I've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah, and I'm kind of you know I'm on my own journey. There's the word again uh, about what church is and what church isn't. And I like to think you know I'm I, I'm not affected like I was mm. uh, maybe ten years ago. You and must a, you must you must grow a kind of thick skin. Yeah, and yeah. to a degree that's right. Yeah. You're not but yeah. if you, if there is that pastor's heart about you, every instance like that should make a mark. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, then your question, you know, I've got to question the, so I can absolutely yeah. empathise. Yeah. And I mean, even recently, I, I received an email from a lovely lady, um, just out of the blue, you know. So I we we get it too, and I'm like, a, I didn't see that coming. Mm. B, I don't really know why that's happened, and, yeah. and, and, and and it does affect you. So for you, for for Mark Kelly, for for Kathy Kelly, how, with obviously without going into a specific instance, yeah. generally, how do you handle that, or do you handle that? I don't know. Um, uh, okay, I mean, I know this isn't answering the question specifically, but but sometimes you you don't handle it very well, mm. and 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 all the emotion comes out, and all the mm. all the pain comes out, and and then that pain turns to frustration, as to why, and then that pain that frustration turns to anger. I'm sounding a little bit like an anti Yoda here, but you know, <laughs> it 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 um it it <laughs> maybe it isn't anti Yoda. It's what he said, isn't it? And it mm. turns it turns to anger and. And, and so you only begin to think well I did this for you I, I, I let you do this I let you do that I gave you the freedom to do this that and the other and yet you've thrown it back in my face and so you, you can let your emotions carry you away mm. um, now I think I think it's probably healthy if you can have a place to vent mm. because we're humans mm. we're human beings with human feelings uh, and um, but I think it's okay to vent and, and I guess we vent to each other, which uh, isn't always a healthy thing. Mm. 
to do within within that because if, if you've got a young family they're hearing your venting mm. what impression is that giving them of church and people mm. so it's not always the wisest uh, um, thing to do but that, again that's why you need connections outside of your mm. your your marriage you know to be able to vent your frustration but then you always have to come back to the fact that these are people these are human beings and um, I I may not be in the wrong as to the reasons as to why and the wherefores um, but again let's you know it, it's it's a cliche but I want to be like Jesus mm. and, and yeah he got angry and annoyed with with individuals and yeah people leave him people and people how many left him yeah thousands and but he continued on his mission and he had a purpose and a, and, and a plan and, and I think I think that's what that's that's all that we can come back to is go. I I know there's a calling and there's 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 a plan that God's got for my life and and I want to I want to go back to Him and be more like Him, and and work that out. And it all sounds like a terrible cliche, but it's just true. It's just absolutely true. So, it's okay to vent. I think you've got to be wise in who you vent to, um, inside or outside the marriage. Um, but we've we've got to, and I guess that's how we handle it. Is I will talk to select few people so this is how I'm feeling because it is, it is good to get that out there to not bother to put it in that compartment but then to be reminded that they're human beings and they're on a journey too and, and, and they're going through their issues and what have you and regardless whose fault it was or isn't um, ultimately you know that you want you, you're going to have to find a place to to pray the best for them regardless of the harm you feel they might have done to you Jesus did that mm-hmm. um, yeah. so yeah uh, is, uh, I, I can't give you a specific no that, that's I was talking with somebody and again I don't know when I'm going to which order I'm going to put these out in yeah. yet but somebody I've spoken to recently because a lot of these instances can cause you to question am I being effective am I am I being successful oh, let me let me let me be honest with you oh, but I just went yeah, but, okay. but, but he said he said to me uh, and this really stuck in me he said listen I've come to the place where um, success my definition of success faithfulness mm. and that just really ministered to me because you know it's so easy to fall into the traps of into the traps of what success is totally. what's it? If, if people leave we are failing in yeah. quotes if, yeah. if people join we, whatever that means you know we are we are <laughs> achieving when actually yeah. that's not the case Jesus yeah. was as much Jesus with the 5,000 as he was when he said to Peter and the couple that were left with him what about you do you want to go to yeah yeah and they said to him but where can we go you have the words of eternal life absolutely but he was the same Jesus yeah um, yeah yeah, and, and I love that. Sorry, go on. Well, I was, I was, I was going to say, you know, it's it, there. There have been those real down moments in the last couple of years where, you know, I remember one period of a month where we, we saw the, de- you know, we, we always joke. Maybe we shouldn't joke, but I'll say it here because it's kind of funny. You know, we've successfully decreased the church. You know, we've, <laughs> um, we've been really good at decreasing the church, uh, the local That's church. Uh, yeah, yay! And uh, <laughs> and and you, you wonder, am I, am I the Am I the wrong cog in this machine? Mm. You know, would I fit better doing something else? Mm. Uh, despite all the prophecies you may have been spoken of in your life, despite all the words of affirmation and enc- uh, uh, affirmation, sorry, uh, I made a word up then, and encouragement, um, it, you, you, you still. We, we had that period where we got, are we the right people mm. for this? Are we actually the issue here? Now, some people may be shouting at the the podcast device and going yes yes you are yes you are um and um maybe in some instances you are right internet people but um you know i think i think 
we, we, we went on a, a bit of a journey for a number of weeks where we, we, we sought advice, we sought honest um, honest feedback, honest critique. And I think as leaders, we have to be open to fit, feedback and critique. Um, some people don't know how to do that well, don't know how to give you that well. Um, that's why I always say, always caveat with give us positive feedback. Um, um, and and, and we came out of the other side going, no, we, we have to trust in those prophetic words that we've been given because they're from God. And, and we have to trust the journey that he set us on. Um, uh, and, and, and come at it, come out the other side. We came out the other side of that. I think potentially it is still a healthy thing to do that every now and again anyway. To go, am I, am I still the right fit for what's happening here? and seek seek feedback and seek critique that enables you together with the Holy Spirit to come to a conclusion about whether whether your season is over or not because maybe maybe some of the issues is for some leaders we, we hang about too, too long, long and actually we should have moved on um, it wasn't that we were a failure you've just set somebody else up for success yeah. Yeah. I saw a meme on Facebook where it went through various people that you'd never heard of there's pictures of people that you'd never heard of that we're all on the journey towards Billy Graham mm. becoming a Christian yeah. and and how many thousands came yeah. to faith because of him but you never heard of these individuals mm. that led up to his salvation moment that's brilliant uh, and, and I think that's what we've got to do I, mm. I'm a sci-fi fan and, and, and I, I, I love that that genre and I watched a, a science fiction series I can't remember its, its title now but it was about this ship uh, a kind of a colony ship where they're setting off from Earth to a far star system and yet the people who started the journey knew they weren't going to live to see the end of the journey and the people in the middle of the journey weren't going to live to see the end of the journey they were all building up for the final people on the final end of the journey and the captain in the middle point of the journey says I, I'm, I'm the one that nobody will remember mm. I'm the one that, that nobody will you know I'm a, I'll be a small footnote in some historical document somewhere but I'm okay with that because I know that I, I am playing an important part, mm. even if that's not well known by everybody. And mm. uh, you know, I guess we could use other analogies and what have you. But I, I found that very helpful. So it could that's be, brilliant. it could that. be that, that really that my that's my journey. I'm just that middle point. Um, could be that around the corner, God goes actually surprise. Mm. <laughs> you know, look at this, look at the ministry. But in it all, God sees the heart totally. And in His eyes, you know, it's often a cliche in our circles. You know, we live for the audience of one. Mm. But, it's but, it's, but cliches exist because they're true. Absolutely. So now <laughs> it's the now it's the sense of okay, do I really do I really believe the cliche that I mm. parrot? Yeah. Um, if I am really comfortable, and you know, again with my journey, you know, where I have ministered and where I am ministering, mm. on the outward, it looks nothing like what it was. But actually, if you can get to that place where you know that this is where I'm meant to be in this season, mm. it's so yeah. Now let's not forget. Let's let's not um, let's not put aside our human nature. Yeah. You know, there'll be a side totally. of us that'll want oh, yeah. will want to be seen as a success yeah, or absolutely. want to be seen as, as as the guy or the gal. And when it's amazing how quickly when people are added to you, you suddenly yeah. think, wow, this is going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we oftentimes we don't understand is we may be just welcoming a whole bunch of trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Down the line. Or or as we had we had when we first moved to the area, you know, we, we had a certain. We have some systems in place mm. that we no longer have in place, unfortunately, for, for reasons. Yeah. Um, where 
you know, individuals are doing a great job mm. connecting with this community, and people came into the church and 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 you know prayed a prayer of confession, mm. uh, uh, and and certainly uh, for a few of them I know, knowing of them down the line now that that, that was a genuine prayer of, yeah. of, of faith. Uh, but we had a load, a load come and join the church. Like, yeah, look at us, we're, we're mm. connected with the community, and they're no longer with us. Mm. So again, some have left for good reasons, yeah. um, and and we know about them. They're great, but for others, who knows where they are mm. now? I don't know, no idea. Um, and and yeah, as a human being with human, you know, feelings, you go, ah, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were growing, and look at this salvation we had on the on the up yeah. on Facebook, and, uh-huh. and six people gave their life to Christ this morning, and we baptized seven hundred people. Uh-huh. You know. We know about some hundred people, but um, um, you know, it's it, you you do feel it. so you go from high to low, and and I guess that's where you just got to be grounded in God, haven't you? Yeah. And it is that audience of one. So yeah, I don't want anybody to be under the false, mm. you know, the the false pretense that, that that oh look at us, we're so holy, but we're only thinking about the audience of one. No, we we want to be successful, mm. but sometimes we just we we recognise where we are. We have to recognise where we are in the process. Mm back to God with it mm. yeah Mark we're running out of time but I mean that's I love that I love your openness mm-hmm. um, these things really work you know when people are open and you know everybody that I'm speaking to in their own way they're open and um, and it's just it's liberating mm. and I'm hoping that's what comes across to people who are I listening so. that they find it encouraging they can empathise they feel like I'm not the only one yeah and Listen, isn't that the key yeah exactly I mean one of the we're all little islands aren't we you know yeah, sometimes it's that, that feeling of thinking that you are the only one I mean that, that's crippling but listen our time's going I, I just want to give you an opportunity um, I've no idea this is where I have to trust God I've got no idea who's listening to this mm. when they're listening to this but God has a wonderful way of just getting um, the right vehicle to the right person at Absolutely. the right time yeah. so listen this is your I call it the, this is your radio two moments your thought for the day <laughs> whoever's out there you know they may be struggling they may be on the verge of yeah. cashing it all in whatever uh, but what would you say to somebody in that moment um, wow okay I'm, I'm spotlight is on me Mark is that is that what you're saying well listen I want to say to you that um, despite what you're going through despite what issues you might be facing whether you are a believer or not a believer there is a God who loves you there is a Father in Heaven who loves you and 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 especially if you don't believe that um uh, kind of tough <laughs> you know he's still going to love you he, he doesn't you don't need to believe in him for him to love you um he just wants to have a relationship with you wants to get to know you what do i mean by that um he wants you to begin to think outside of yourself and to to uh, look outside of yourself and look, look beyond what is around you and what issues there might be and recognize that actually there's there's some, you know, alpha. There's a, there's a Christian course called the Alpha Course, and one of their phrases for a while was, "Is there more to life than this?" Mm. And there's more to your life uh, than what you're experiencing right now. Um, I I was I came from a non-Christian background. I came from somebody who explored all all various w- weird and wonderful stuff, and I sampled lots of things that the world offers me and. And I can tell you hand on heart that the only thing that has brought me satisfaction, despite all those things we've just been talking about, you know, of, of feeling low or feeling high or whatever, um, personally, there, there's only one one thing that has given me any kind of comfort and any kind of hope, and that 
is the person of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I, I came at my faith from a very intellectual point where I was making up arguments against because I didn't want to submit to. And I've got to tell you that I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of my, my questions answered until I just gave myself over to, to, to just believing in him. And, and as I did that, then things became clearer. And it's one of those things that I can't, I can tell you about, but you can only experience mm. if, if you're in it. Just, it's not about switching off the intellect because I'm not that kind of person, but, but it is about that there is more to life than this. And, and give yourself over to something, see what happens, and see how things settle in your thoughts uh, and, and in your life. And it, there isn't going to be, it's not magic cure-all, things aren't going to suddenly, issues aren't suddenly going to disappear, things aren't suddenly going to get, probably, maybe, possibly get better, they might do, the miraculous can also happen. But I think once you put your hope in something beyond yourself, then you the, the reality that you see around you suddenly takes on a new context and you begin to see it through different eyes brilliant Mark thank you Mark thank you back to the studio <laughs> meanie car brilliant no Mark seriously thank you for your time bless you mate and um, yeah I'm sure it helps a lot of people and just to add on to what Mark was saying there he basically just gave the gospel and um, I think if you're out there and you're ministering that whole thing that Mars just talks about about yielding and trusting you know applies to you your, your call is not an accident and you may feel like you are at the end of a dead end alley but I know if you're listening to this and if you if it's any if your journey is anything like mine if it's anything like Mark here and, and his family um, God is still in it and uh, yield to him and find that network and find people around you of like mind who can speak into your life but listen don't quit I don't know why I particularly feel but do not no. do not quit God hasn't brought you this far to frustrate you so listen we're praying for you yeah alright Mark cheers buddy hey listen can I just say yeah. listen if they ever want to if they want to connect with me if, mm. they, if they're in and around this uh, awesome county of Yorkshire yeah. markkelly.info absolutely and you'll be able to find all of my information there but I would I'd love to be a support absolutely and, 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 the, and the church meeting in Leeds and you yeah. know we mentioned that at Freedom Church check it out and, yeah. uh, myfreedom.church perfect yeah. perfect thank you Mark well, thank you, Mark. And uh, like he said, be sure to check him out on the details that he gave if you want to get in touch with him. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. I loved it. Now, just some quick updates because our time is going. Firstly, uh, this podcast continues to grow uh, week in and week out. And I am pleased to celebrate this week. Uh, we have added listeners from different nations in the world, namely Australia. Good eye, mate. And Canada won't even try a Canadian accent. But welcome to the Honest to God family. So listen, everybody, feel free to get in touch with us wherever you are in the world. Please tell us where you are listening from. Also tell us how you heard about us and what you're enjoying about us as different ones and twos of you are already. We'd love to hear from you. Secondly, why not consider being what I'm going to creatively call an Honest to God pod evangelist why not share this podcast with people that you feel will be helped by it or would benefit from it um it could be a pastor it could be a leader uh, it could be um your vicar whatever we call them it might be a friend it might be a parent a husband a wife 
business person, a student, because also there are so many wonderful life lessons in here too. But listen, why not tell one person about it this week? Share the link, call somebody up. Let's spread the word. And as the as the family community here continues to grow, so will our reach in being able just to help more and more people. And thirdly, keep sending your messages in, either by social media, on the different platforms that I've talked about on other weeks, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, or you can email us on the email address, which is honesttogodpod at gmail.com. That's honesttogodpod at gmail.com. And every week we'll respond to your messages either privately, if that's appropriate, um, and in other cases, on the air. So with that being said, let's open this week's mailbox. Postbag? Mailbox? I don't know. Anyway, let's check your messages. Okay, uh, this first one is from uh, Jesse Boy. This was an email we received from Jesse Boy. Listen, I just read them out the way that they come to me. And um, he says a lot of things, enjoying the podcast. Um, but one of the things he was asking is, where did this idea come from? And um, I think I kind of touched on that a little bit in this series trailer. So if you've not checked that out, check that out. But actually, one of the things I also didn't mention on there, because on it I was talking about... Um, um, statistically, you know, the number of people walking away from the ministry, quitting, resigning. Um, I talked about um, uh, the, the strain and the pressures on marriages and how many Christian marriages are suffering, how many families are impacted by some of the negative stuff that comes with leadership and how it affects our children. We lived in the States for three years and, 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 and saw in the news and maybe you did in other parts of the world as well where different leaders had committed suicide because they felt that there was no other way out. But one of the things I didn't mention, and this was a huge driving force really in, in why I'm doing this podcast, is my own journey and um, my own uh, walk in ministry over the past 20 years and different times in my life and in, in, in different seasons, being in that place where what do you do if the people who you're supposed to talk to and are supposed to give you help and guidance, if for whatever reason that's not working, you know, it's so easy to have guidance and 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 handbooks that talk about flow charts and line management. And that's my spiritual director and that's my oversight. But what do you do if that's not working? If the people that you're supposed to go to, um, you're not getting the advice that you need. And really, that's something that I can empathize with. And that's one of the reasons why I started to explore this, because if I was feeling that way, I know there'll be so many more people out there who are also going through similar things. So I was hoping to start a conversation where people felt like um, they could hear people's journey and realize they're not alone. They could empathize with what, with what other people are going through and if needs be, start to make connections. And, and so anyway, Jesse boy, um, that's one of the reasons how this thing came about. Okay, let me let me read another one. I love this one. This one is from Born Free. No idea if that's a guy or a girl. Doesn't really matter, but it's from Born Free. And I won't read the rest of the email address out. And they provide probably some of the most insightful theological comment on um, the first episode. And it goes like this. Just listen to your first episode. Great start to the series. Really looking forward to listening to the rest of it. But my question is, what was going on with the sound and all that booming? Well, Born Free, um, who clearly is a sound engineer, uh, glad you noticed. And yes, we are learning as we go. We're recording these things in people's houses. And sometimes some things are beyond my control. And I'm hoping that if 
when you get to listen to episode two and episode three and the ones going on from that, that the quality of the sound increases. But thank you for pointing out our flaws and uh, we promise to get better. All right, last one that I'll read out today. Um, we actually have a proper name for this email. This is from Sarah in London. And she. this is quite a long email, but um, so I won't go into all of that. But basically, she's enjoying the podcast, which I hope you all are. Uh, thank you, Sarah. And she was basically asking, um, so far, we've just heard from men. Where are the women? And you are absolutely right, Sarah. We need to interview some women. And good news, uh, next week's episode is actually with a lady, a female vicar. Um, and I'll talk about that quickly after I um, uh, wrap up the post box. Um, but we're absolutely doing that. We've got two or three ladies lined up in the series. They're going to be on there because it's important. They lead just as much as men. And, you know, we're not old fashioned. This is 2019 and it's right and it's biblical for women to lead. Absolutely. So we got them in there and hopefully next week you'll enjoy next week. Uh, and future weeks where we also have women. Interestingly enough, no, though, and I don't know why this was, we did approach um, quite a few ladies in ministry, and for whatever reason, it, maybe they're just waiting to see how it goes, I got more knockbacks um, from from female leaders than I did from male leaders. Um, but who knows, hopefully that will change as we go. But you're absolutely right, Sarah. We need to hear from the women as much as the men. So, that's us almost done and um yeah next week we got a lady we are talking to the reverend kate botley the reverend kate botley now she's an interesting character she's a lovely lovely woman and i had the privilege of interviewing her um some of you might be thinking i know that name um she is the vicar that you will have seen if you watch a program in the uk called gogglebox she's the female vicar on that program, she'd be sat there with her husband, and you may have seen her on that. She's also currently the presenter of Songs of Praise, which, if you live in the United Kingdom, is a bit of an institution. It's been running for decades, and it's uh, uh, run by the BBC, and she's the current presenter of that, Songs of Praise, along with other people, I think. And she also co-hosts a Radio 2 show every Sunday morning with Jason Mohammed and it's a Sunday morning show on Radio 2 that you can find it's on every week and it, and it's listen I've listened to it it's, it's a great show so she's somebody who's a vicar she's ordained but she her journey has taken her to the place where she's now really ministering in media and that brings all sorts of blessings all sorts of opportunities but it also brings all sorts of challenges and so listen it's a great interview check it out next week and uh, I'm looking, I'll talk about more that more as we introduce her, but I'm really looking forward to that. But that is our time gone. I think this must be the longest episode of Honest to God that we have done. So that is all for now. Uh, spread the word. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>